بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين طيب ونمو حديث يريش تتنين طيب أوكي سو الحديث التاسع والثلاثون الحديث التاسع والثلاثون the thirty ninth حديث and that is from Abdullah ibn Abbas رضي الله عنهما he said قال أن الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم he said إن الله تجاوز لي عن أمتي الخطأ الخطأ والنسيان وما استكره عليه نعم so this is the thirty ninth حديث نعم from Abdullah ibn Abbas رضي الله عنهما that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم he said إن الله تجاوز لي عن أمتي that Allah سبحانه وتعالى he pardoned because of me from my ummah that Allah pardoned because of me from my ummah al-khata'a yani their mistakes wal-nisyan and their forgetfulness wa mastukrihu alayhi and that which they have been compelled or forced to do hadithun hasan rawahu ibn majah wal-bayhaqi wa ghayruhuma and so Imam Anoui, he mentions here now that this hadith is a hadith that is Hassan. According to him, he graded the hadith as Hassan, uh, which was reported by and recorded by Ibn Majah and Al-Bayhaqi. And Al-Bayhaqi. Naam. So this is the 39th hadith. Naam. So working through the hadith, إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَجَاوَزَهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَجَاوَزَهِ تجاوز أيها الأخوة means عفا عفا عن عفا means to pardon so تجاوز إن الله تجاوز يعني إن الله عفا الله has pardoned الله has pardoned نعم and the لام that comes after إن الله تجاوز لي لي this لام is للتعليل which means يعني it gives the reason the reason Islam here it gives the reason why so إن الله تجاوزه يعني إن الله عفا الله indeed Allah has pardoned لي يعني because of me because of me يعني تجاوز من أجلي الله pardoned because of me عن أمتي from my أمّة Allah pardoned يعني from my ummah what الخطأ which means يعني to make a mistake والنسيان يعني to do something or يعني forgetfulness ومستقره عليه and يعني when they are forced to do something يعني beyond their will نعم so up until now we have إن الله تجاوز لي عن أمتي أمتي أمة أيها الإخوة أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أمتان as the scholars they mention أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم the أمة of محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أمتان is two أمة or two أمة يعني there is the أمة الدعوة 
عن أمة الإجابة أمة الدعوة عن أمة الإجابة The أمة الدعوة is يعني the nation uh, of محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم uh, to which the da'wah has been يعني uh, directed towards hmm? and that includes كل إنسيون وكل إنسي إنسي وجني every human uh, and every jinn from the time of the sending of the messenger of Allah sallam to yawm al-qiyamah uh, so that that is ummat al-da'wah ummat al-da'wah is every human being and every jinn uh, from the time of the sending of the prophet sallam until yawm al-qiyamah that is ummat al-da'wah the da'wah has been yani directed to to every single human being and every jinn naam Ummat al-Ijaba is those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, favored and blessed with accepting, accepting the da'wah. Hmm? And so every Muslim, every Muslim, uh, that is also, uh, uh, when we say the Ummah of Muhammad sallam, then that term there, Ummah, as it relates to the Prophet ﷺ, then it is of two types, as we said. And so an example, this hadith is in relation to which ummah? Ummatul Ijaba. This is so this hadith is an example of Ummah coming with the meaning of Ummatul Ijaba. So here, in Allah Tajawazali an Ummat an Ummati. This here, this Ummah here is referring to Ummatul Ijaba. Yani the believers. The believers who accepted. The da'wah and responded to the da'wah. An example of uh, Ummah al-Da'wah is the saying of the Messenger of Allah in the Hadith Sahih, reported by Bukhari. Walladhi nafsu Muhammadin biyadi. By him in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad, la yasma'u bi ahadun min hadhi al-Ummah. There is none who hears of me from this ummah. Yehudiyun or Nasrani. Whether a Jew or a Christian. Thumma la yu'min billadhi jitubi. And then he doesn't believe in that which I have come with. He doesn't believe in that which I have come with. Illa kana min ashab nar Except that he will be from the dwellers of the hellfire. And so here. In this hadith, that there is none who hears of me, min hadil ummah, from this ummah, whether a Jew or a Christian, then the point here from this hadith is min hadil ummah, the meaning of ummah here is ummah da'wah. Ummah da'wah, the first type. And so, again, to recap, uh, the uh, ummah of Muhammad is of two types. The first type is ummah da'wah. And what does that mean? Those who, who the da'wah is, is directed to, and that includes who? Every human being and every jinn, from, yani what duration? From the sending of the Prophet ﷺ up until the end of time, Yom Al Qiyamah. Now, and the second 
type of ummah? Ummatul ijaba. What does ijaba mean? To accept, to respond. Naam. So the ummah that responded. And they are? The Muslims. Those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wafaqahum. Allah gave his tawfiq and he, and he, yani, uh, he blessed them in accepting that da'wah. And the call of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Naam. Naam. Huh? The first one, someone, someone tell the brother. Ummat al-da'wah. Naam. Ummat al-da'wah. And the, they, they are those who the da'wah has been directed to. So that includes every human being and every jinn. Naam. So, yani includes uh, the people of all the religions. And all, yani uh, ways of life. Naam. And the second is the ummat al-ijabah. Uh, those who responded... And they are the believers. Naam. Al-Khata'a, what do we say Al-Khata'a is? Mistake. Naam. So that is, An yirtakib al-insan al-amal an ghayri amda. That's the definition. That a person, he carries out an action an ghayri amda. Yani without intending it. He didn't intend to do it. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. وَمَا كَانَ it is not for a believer that he kills another believer, illa khata'a. Except for mistake, by, by, by way of a mistake. Not allowed to kill another believer. But it's possible that a mistake may happen. The person he kills another believer due to a mistake. But the meaning here is that he didn't intend it. He didn't intend to kill him. Now, as for a nisyan, yani to forget. Then that, that is the whole qalb. And shay'in ma'loom in qabl. That is when the heart becomes yani, uh, unmindful, forgets yani, um, uh, yani something which was ma'loom, known to him from before. That's forgetfulness. Hmm? That a person, he, he, forget, he forgot. He forgot something, but he knew before. Hmm? So, um, a person forgets to pray. He knows he needs to pray. But he forgot. But he knew before that he needed to pray. Now, well, istikra, yani to be forced, to be forced and compelled to do something, uh, be, yani, uh, against one's will, then that is, an yukraha shakhsun ala amalin muharram, wala dafa. That's the definition. That a person is forced forced to do an action that is haram an action that is muharram haram wala dafa'ah but he's not able to repel it and we're going to discuss this in a bit more detail because if he's able to repel then he has to repel he has to repel now um, concerning this hadith we mentioned uh, uh, that this hadith was recorded by who Al-Bayhaqi and Ibn Majah. And then Imam al-Nawi, he said the hadith is Hassan. Hadith is Hassan. However, uh, the scholars differed concerning this hadith. Some of them, they said that this, this, this hadith is not Hassan, it's not, it's not uh, yani authentic. However, there's no doubt that the meaning of the hadith, and that which is within this hadith, is affirmed, and it has, has shawahid, it has yani, uh, supporting evidence, um, yani within the religion. And 
يعني the كلام of رب العالمين. الله سبحانه وتعالى he mentions in the Quran ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا. Oh Allah, do not bring us to account and punish us. إن نسينا if we forget أو أخطأنا أو if we يعني make a mistake. نعم. Likewise, Allah سبحانه وتعالى he says وليس عليكم جناه فيما أخطأتم به. There is no sin upon you. يعني concerning that which you make a mistake. يعني concerning. نعم. ولكن ما تعمدت قلوبكم. However, there's a sin upon you. For that which you intend, that which your hearts intend. Now, and so the Quran bears witness to this. Likewise, uh, so that covers the the Quran the, and those ayat that we, we we just heard there. Yani deal with the issue of khata and nisyan. As for al-istikra, um, uh, then Allah subhanahu wa taala He says, "وَمَنْ كَفَرَ وَمَنْ كَفَرَ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ بَعْدِ إِيمَانِهِ إِلَّا مَنْ أُكْرِهَا." وَقَلْبُهُ مُطْمَئِنٌ بِالْإِيمَانِ And whoever كَفْرَ بِاللَّهِ Disbelieves in Allah مِنْ بَعْدِ إِيمَانِهِ After he had Iman After he had Iman in Allah إِلَّا مَنْ أُكْرِهَا Except for the one who is forced Forced to say a word of disbelief يعني he's compelled Forced to say I disbelieve in Islam or Islam is not the correct religion, or يعني, uh, whatever necessitates kufr. Hmm? Then uh, here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, and he makes exempt يعني, the one who is uh, forced. But his heart inside is content. Content with iman. Now, uh, some of these scholars of tafsir, they mention that Bani Israel كانوا إذا نسوا شيئاً Bani Israel, the children of Israel If they forgot something When they would forget يعني شيئاً مما أمروا به يعني when they would forget something which they were commanded to do When they would forget to do it أو أخطأوا Or they made a mistake عجلت لهم العقوبة يعني the punishment would come to them Because of that and يعني the, uh, uh, the punishment would come in a, in a يعني swift manner In a swift manner This is Bani Israel فَيُحَرَّمْ عَلَيْهِمْ شَيْءٌ مِمَّا كَانَ حَلَالًا لَهُمْ And so uh, That which used to be halal for them would become haram And يعني um, Or um, يعني From the مطعم and the مشرب يعني from their food and drink that which used to be halal would then become haram upon them. نعم على حسب ذلك الذنب يعني due to whatever sin they يعني committed. نعم and so we have يعني within the same surah that ayah that we mentioned ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا and we have يعني شورتلي أفتر ذا ربنا لا لا تحمل ها لا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا يعني oh our Lord do not يعني put a burden on us a burden on us يعني and do not place a burden upon us as you did with those 
before. Now, and so this is from the khasais of this ummah, from those things that are specific to this ummah. Likewise, it has been said from the khasais of this ummah, likewise, is, uh, uh, we already studied the hadith, إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَتَبَ الْحَسَنَاتِ وَالسَّيِّعَاتِ Allah wrote the good deeds and the bad deeds. And then the hadith went on to mention that a person, if he intends and is determined to do a good action, but he's not able to do it. Huh? What, what happens? Allah writes for him a hasana, a good deed. Hmm? As for the previous nations, no. If they intended to do a good deed, but didn't do it, it wasn't recorded down for them. And likewise, if he intended to do a, a bad deed, and then he didn't do it, hmm? yeah, and it wasn't recorded down for him a good deed. Because for this ummah, whoever intends to do a bad deed, but then he refrains, what happens? There's a good deed recorded for him. So again, this is from the khasais of this ummah. Now, it's also been mentioned concerning uh, these ayat here in, surah, in the end of Surah Al-Baqarah. Um, and if one goes back to the tafsir of these ayat, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentioned, um, just before that, uh, saying, رَبَّنَا لَا تُؤَاخِذْنَا إِنْ نَسِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, uh, um, just, just prior to that, وَلِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَإِنْ تُبْدُوا مَا فِي أَنفُسِكُمْ أَوْ تُخْفُوهُ يُحَاسِبُكُمْ بِهِ اللَّهِ That if you... Uh, to Allah belongs everything that is in the heavens and in the earth. Hmm? And if you make open and apparent that which is in yourselves, or if you hide it, or if you hide it, hmm? what will happen? Allah will bring you to account for it. So the Sahaba, they found this difficult. It was difficult upon them. That even that, you know, that which we have within our chest, that we're going to be brought to account for that, even if we didn't act upon it, hmm? it was severe upon them and, and difficult upon them. So they went to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu and they mentioned this, that it is difficult upon us. And so the Prophet Sallallahu he said, Aturiduna and taqulu ma qalat Banu Israel. Do you want to say that which Bani Israel said? Uh, that they said, Sami'na huh? wa'asayna. That we hear and we disobey. Balqulu, rather say, Sami'na wa ata'na. And so then Allah revealed. Amana Amana Rasulu. Amana Rasulu. Bima unzila ilayhi wal mu'minun. And the believers. And so then after, when, after the Messenger of Allah said, rather say, we hear and we obey, they said. We hear and, and obey. And so Allah revealed this. Uh, that the messenger has believed in that which has been re- uh, revealed to him. And likewise the believers, after they said this. After they said this, that we hear and we obey. Now, and then the, the rest of those ayat. Now, إِنَّ Allah تَجَاوَزَ لِي عَنْ أُمَّتِي That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He uh, pardoned uh, because of me, 
from my ummah al khata wan nisyan wa mastuklihu alayh and so here now we have some examples brought by Sheikh Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah some nice examples firstly the Sheikh he says na'am that أن جميع المحرمات في العبادات وغير العبادات إذا فعلها الإنسان جاهلا أو ناسيا أو مكرها ومكرها فلا شيء عليه. That all of the محرمات, all of those things that are haram, in the uh, يعني عبادات, the actions of worship, وغير العبادات, and other than the actions of worship, everything that is haram. If a person he does it due to ignorance, or he forgets, or he is forced. Then there's nothing upon him. فيما يتعلق بحق الله. يعني as it relates to that which is connected to the to the right of Allah. As for the right of al-Adami, meaning a human being, فلا يعفى عن. Then he's not pardoned. من حيث الضمان. يعني as it relates to يعني him paying back that which يعني يعني is is his right. Even though he is pardoned. As it relates to the sin, he's pardoned. As it relates, to, يعني if he forgets, if he does something by mistake, or if he's forced, the sin drops. And so that's from, يعني the direction of Allah subhanahu wa taala that Allah doesn't punish him. So Allah pardons him. As for, يعني the يعني that which is connected to, يعني a person, another human being, then. The right still remains, and so if he stole some, yeah, if he, I'm not sure if a person is going to steal something by mistake, but, yeah, and it's possible. As uh, uh, the Sheikh he mentions here, a nice example, actually something similar. He says, for example, a person who, Nam, uh, he, uh, Nam, he says, a person who uh, takes uh, an animal, takes an animal, and he thinks it's his, so he makes a mistake. Takes an animal, he thinks it's his, slaughters the animal, eats from the animal. Yani, it wasn't his. Yani, an animal that he thought was his, but it belonged to someone else. The sin is dropped. The sin is dropped. There's no sin upon him. However, he has to pay back. He has to get. Yani, he has to replace that animal that he took by mistake. Naam. So that's the meaning of that which the Sheikh mentioned here. Naam. As for the muharramat, يرفع حكمها بهذه الأعذار وكأنه لم يفعلها ولا يستثنى من هذا شيء. So the Sheikh he mentions here basically that the muharramat, that the hukm, يعني and the ruling of it is lifted due to يعني these excuses, forgetfulness, mistake, and being forced. And nothing is, is, is exempt from that. And so now he gives some examples. He says, a man who talks in the prayer. He talks in the prayer. And he thinks that it is jais, it's allowed. Then here his prayer is not incorrect. His prayer is correct. And we have a, a, a nas and a text in this. And that was uh, in the, the, the hadith of Muawiyah uh, ibn al-Hakam. Uh, when he... Uh, Entered upon the believers while they were praying, the Sahaba and the Messenger of Allah, and they were praying. And he heard someone sneeze, and so he said, "Yarhamakallah." And then the Sahaba they began to, yani, in our words, yani, they gave him dirties, and they gave him, yani, they looked at him, 
and uh, they rolled their eyes yani yani as though he did something yani he did something that he shouldn't have done hmm? and so they um yani they looked at him um and yani uh, with a look of uh, rejection um and then yani he he continued and he continued to speak and so then they began to strike their thighs yani to 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 show their rejection um and then thereafter uh, the messenger of Allah sallam when he went to the messenger of Allah sallam uh, the prophet sallam he said that this salah la yasluh fiha shay'un min kalam nas he said that this prayer then is not correct and it's not proper that uh, yani we talk that we talk in the prayer inma hi takbir wa tasbih wa qira'at al-qur'an indeed the salah within the salah is that there is takbir the saying of Allah Allahu akbar the tasbih subhanallah and the reciting of the quran now um, and the uh, point here from this hadith is that the messenger of Allah did not command him to repeat the prayer. Didn't command him to repeat the prayer, although he spoke in the prayer and speaking in the prayer is is is, is haram. Now, as the scholars they mentioned that if a person he sneezes in the prayer then. Yeah, and he he uh, says it within himself. Yeah, and he, without raising his uh, his his voice. Now, and so yeah, and in that situation, no one would hear him. Now, another example: uh, a man he prays, and there is someone who knocks on the door, and he says "tafadl," which means "come in," but he he forgot he forgot that he was praying, and so he spoke. Yeah, and due to forgetfulness. Now, and so the first example was an example of, yeah, and a khata, mistake, and jahl, who was ignorant of the ruling, didn't know, thought it was jais, made a mistake. <coughs> Second example is one who he knew, he knows, yeah, and he shouldn't talk in the prayer, but he just forgot. He forgot he was praying. Yeah, and he's by the door, praying by the door, knocking, come in. And so here, uh, he forgot. And uh, again, uh, there's no sin upon him, and he doesn't need to repeat his prayer. Another example of, uh, or an example of a person being uh, forced to do something against his will. A person, he is compelled or forced to eat in Ramadan. He's forced. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, and he, uh, you may think, how is that going to happen? But some places in the, uh, in the world, yeah, and I believe I heard some China, China, they, they, they force them to eat. Allah Musta'an, the Muslims. Naam, so they, 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 yeah. a person in Ramadan, he is forced to eat. So here, فَلَا يُفْسِدْ صَوْمَ So here, his prayer is not incorrect. Uh, he's fasting. His fasting is uh, correct. Naam. However, as we said before, لَكِنْ يَشْتَرِكْ فِي الْإِكْرَاءِ أَنْ يَكُونَ الْمُكْرَهِ قَادِرًا عَلَى تَنْفِيهِ Oh, عفوا. أَنْ يَكُونَ الْمُكْرَهِ قادر على تنفيذ ما أكره به. A condition here, we talk about a person being forced. A condition is that the one who is forcing the person, the one who is forcing the person to do something against his will, that he is actually able to carry that out. What he, what he threatens him with. That he's able to carry out the threat. It's not just a bluff. Hmm? That it's not a bluff. Hmm? And so, um, example, a person says, Oh, so-and-so, here's a date, eat it. 
Ramadan, eat it, or I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna beat you, or I'm gonna tie you up. As the Sheikh he says here. However, he's weaker than the one who's fasting. He's a small individual. A weak, a weak, a weak man. And the one who is trying to force is a big man. Not to be messed with. Here, this individual is not able to force him. So he's not, he shouldn't do that which he's telling him to do. No. Um, I mean, no doubt it falls under them being uh, compelled and forced. No doubt it's from Iman. As the scholars they mentioned, they talk about um, yeah, I mean, this situation, something which is worse than that. A person who's, who's forced to say a word of disbelief. Mm, that yeah, I mean, a person is at gunpoint or something similar to that. And it said to him, Disbelieve in Allah. Say that you disbelieve in Allah. Or I'm going to kill you. So the scholars they mentioned here now, due to this verse, and due to that which happened with the, some of the companions of the Messenger of Allah, that it's allowed for a person to utter that statement of disbelief, so long as his heart is, is content with Iman inside. That it's allowed for him, because the verse shows that to us, the verse that we read out. However, it's better though. It's allowed for him to do that. But it's better... Some of the scholars they discuss this. It's better for him to be patient. Better for him to be patient. So he, a person is patient in this situation. Uh, because we also have the hadith, La ba'ati makhluq fi khaliq. There's no obedience to the creation in disobedience to the creator. Hmm? Uh, as for if they're, يعني, يعني sometimes you have uh, in certain countries, and that which is reported uh, to us, uh, and a person says, in my country I'm forced to shave off the beard. Or yani, the people look at you in this way or that way. But is it actually yani, a situation as, or, yani, or the situation is as it is made out? Meaning, do they actually literally take you and force you to shave off the beard? Or is it that yani, it's just the pressure? Huh? It's just the pressure and you know, how, how people view you. That they view you as an extremist and so on. So it has to be, as, we, uh, as, as we're discussing right now, firstly, the one who is compelling must be able to actually do it. He actually compels you. Hmm? Now, uh, another example, that uh, a person who is fasting, um, he uh, breaks his fast thinking that the sun has set. Thinking that the sun has set. Hmm? And so, yeah, and it, uh, he, he looks into the, into the sky, he sees it's dark, he can't see the sun, he believes it's set, but maybe it's a cloudy day. Um, but then it becomes clear that the sun hasn't set. Or, for example, a person he hears the adhan, thinking it's the adhan, yeah, uh, in his location, but it's the adhan, adhan that's somewhere else. Or he's on the radio, but yeah, it's a uh, adhan that's somewhere else. And so here, yeah, uh, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. And so here, uh, his uh, psalm is correct, and his fasting is correct. Naam. And again, a text has come uh, in this, a hadith of Asma' bin Abi Bakr. Now, uh, another example the Sheikh he gives, uh, a man who he uh, fornicates. 
he fornicates or he commits adultery uh, thinking that it is halal thinking that it's allowed uh, uh, because he lives in the lands of the non-muslims so maybe he accepts islam doesn't know this ruling uh, and so here the punishment is not applied to him because he's jahil because he's ignorant as for a person who lives with the muslims in the lands of the muslims and it's known that this is something haram and a major sin then here the punishment is not lifted and the had is applied now another example man he um, similar to the previous one but the sheikh now he explains uh, a different matter here that a man he commits adultery or fornicates and he knows that it's haram he knows that it's haram however he doesn't know that the zani al-muhsin al-muhsin that the yani the one who is married and yani the, the adulterer he doesn't know that the punishment is rajam so he knows it's haram but he doesn't know that the punishment is stoning to death so here um, the, the sheikh he says that so this man now he says that you know um, uh, he didn't know uh, the sheikh he says that in this situation يرجم, he is stoned he is stoned uh, because with يعني, the sheikh he goes on to mention he says he says ignorance as it relates to uh, يعني, that which uh, comes about as a result of that action hmm? that is not excused due to ignorance but the action itself it was if like we make give the example of the one living in the non-muslim lands hmm? he's ignorant of the action itself that it's haram he's excused hmm? but yani we're talking about now in this example the 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 effect of that action so the effect the effect of it, that is not dropped. For the one who knows that it's haram. Now, uh, and then so the Sheikh he goes on to mention and he says that, uh, as, as was mentioned before, that as it relates to the right of Allah, then that is dropped. And so Allah does not punish due to forgetfulness and due to mistake or being forced. As for the right of uh, the creation, so even though the sin drops, then يعني, the compensation, that does not drop. And so then the Sheikh, he mentions the example of a shah, or an animal, or a sheep, and so on. Uh, that a person he takes, believing it's his, thinking it's his, he takes it, slaughters it, then eats from it, um, and then it becomes clear to him that it's not, it's not his. Then here, uh, he has to compensate. He has to compensate for uh, that which he uh, fell into by way of mistake. Now, uh, Sheikh then gives an example of a man, and we, I believe we mentioned this example before, some, uh, somewhere within uh, this kitab, when we explained uh, hadith within this kitab, uh, that a man uh, is forced to kill another man. And it's said to him, قتله, kill him, وَإِلَّا قَتَلْنَاكَ Kill him, or else, we're going to kill you. Or I'm going to kill you. So, again, gunpoint. Gives you a knife. And says, kill this man. Or else I'm going to kill you. Then here, 
يعني what do we do in this situation? What does he do? Huh? Does he kill the man? Hmm? Because he's forced. And if he doesn't kill the man, then he's going to be killed. What does he do in this situation? And he's in a situation of two harms, two evils. We, we mentioned this before. You don't do it. Why? What's the principle we mentioned? We, uh, now, the hadith that we discussed, la, la darar wa la dirar. Now, la darar wa la dirar. There's no yani, instigating of harm in the religion, nor is there retaliation yani, uh, with harm. That hadith, and we mentioned that when an individual is faced with two harms, two evils, then what he does is he goes with the lesser of the two evils. He goes with the lesser of the two evils. And we also mention that if a person, if a person is faced with two evils, he also looks at the evils. And if, there's a, yani if, if, if it's an evil, if you have two evils, one of them is yani connected to himself, and the other is the evil connected to someone else, then here he gives yani, uh, precedence, preference to the evil that is connected to himself. It doesn't harm someone else. And so here, he remains patient. He remains patient. It doesn't kill uh, the other person. And then if he's killed due to that, then there's no sin upon him at all. Now, And so the Shaykh, he mentioned that this hadith is aam fi kulli haqqin lillah. This hadith is general concerning every right that is, yani that is connected to the rights of Allah. Min al-mahdurat, from those things that are haram. Uh, as for the ma'murat, as for those things that, are, that have been commanded, Hmm? As for the things that have been commanded, if he forgets to do something from, from them, or, or, or if he's ignorant, and so on, then that command and that action is not, it's not dropped. He still has to do it, or he has to make it up. Hmm? As for the muharramat, no, that's dropped. Hmm? Uh, but the ma'murat and the things, the commandments, uh, he must do them and he must make it up. Now, However, the sin is dropped from him if he was to delay that action. So, the prayer. A person delayed the prayer due to a reason, such as sleeping through it. He slept through it. Or he forgot. As it's come in the hadith. Yeah? As it's come in the hadith. Whoever sleeps through a prayer, oh nasiha. Or he forgot it. Then let him pray soon as he remembers. Now, So here, uh, we find with the uh, command, that that command doesn't drop, even though he forgot. So a person doesn't say, well, uh, I slept through Asr, slept through Fajr, um, the time's gone, and so it's dropped. And the time's gone, it's not the correct time anymore, so it's dropped. No. He still has to perform the prayer. Soon as he remembers or soon as he wakes up now. Um and then the Sheikh he mentions some more examples. Um however, um so as to try and finish uh, this kitab before Ramadan. So after Ramadan and after Eid we can start a new book. Uh, we'll go briefly on to the fortieth hadith. Next uh, ten minutes ta'ala. And that hadith, anyone done their homework and know the next hadith? The 40th hadith, al-hadith al-arba'oon. So the 40th hadith. So this is the last hadith. Huh? 
This is Imam's the forty hadith of Imam Nawawi. There's forty two. Now we mentioned that right at the very beginning, the very beginning of the kitab that. Uh, the, I mean, this kitab itself, although it's known as the 40 hadith of Imam Nawawi, in reality there's 42 hadith, 42. But that is from the angle uh, yeah, I mean, round, of rounding down. Of rounding down. Now, that, that, that is why the kitab is known as the 40 hadith of Imam Nawawi. Now, so the uh, 40th hadith is the hadith narrated by Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma. Uh, he said, أَخَذَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ بِمَنْ كِبِي The messenger... Of Allah, he took me by my shoulder. He took me by my shoulder. Hmm? And he said, Kun dunya Be in this world as though you are a stranger, or or a wayfarer, a traveler. Now, and then Abdullah ibn Amr would say, yani, uh, this, so then after narrating the hadith, after narrating the hadith, or the one writing from Abdullah ibn Umar, he mentions that um, Abdullah ibn Umar would say after that, after he heard uh, from Abdullah ibn Umar this hadith from the Messenger of Allah, that Abdullah ibn Umar himself would then say, إِذَا أَمْسَيْتَ فَلَا تَنْتَذِرُ الصَّبَاحِ That if you reach the evening, then don't wait and don't expect to reach the morning. وَإِذَا أَسْبَحْتَ فَلَا تَنْتَذِرُ الْمَسَاءِ And if you reach the morning... Don't expect to reach the evening. And take from your health, uh, for your sickness, before your sickness, before you get sick. And take from your life before your death. Al-Bukhari. That hadith was recorded by Imam Al-Bukhari. Now, so here now we have the 40th hadith, and that is from Abdullah ibn Umar, and he uh, he said that the messenger of Allah وسلم, uh, took me by the shoulder. He took me by the shoulder. And the scholars mentioned there are a number of benefits here, just from, from uh, Abdullah bin Umar mentioning this point here. Firstly, uh, it shows to us the husn ta'lim of the messenger of Allah وسلم, and his uh, practice uh, of teaching, and how he used to teach the Sahaba, and how he would and he placed his hand on uh, their shoulders. Or likewise, that, that which has come concerning uh, something similar concerning Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. That the Messenger of Islam took, he placed his hand between the two uh, palms of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. And then he said that he taught me uh, uh, the at-tahiyat, just like he taught us the Quran. Hmm? And so the Messenger of Islam. Uh, he had that husn ta'lim, that good manner of teaching. Indeed, it uh, yani brings about the attention of the listener and the one who was being taught. And when a person hold, takes someone by the shoulder, by the hand, then it brings about yani, the attention of that individual. So now he's going to become attentive and listen to, to that which is going to follow. Likewise, uh, this hadith shows to us, and this particular uh, yani, part of the hadith, shows to us the relationship between the Messenger of Islam and Abdullah ibn Umar. That uh, it shows the love that the Messenger of Islam and the closeness uh, that was between him and Abdullah ibn Umar. Indeed, yani it's not, you're not going to go to a stranger and just take him by the shoulder. Hmm? It shows to us that they were close. 
and the Messenger uh, was close to him and he had love for him. Likewise, um, this hadith or this part of the hadith also shows to us uh, the dhabt of Abdullah ibn Amr, the precision, the precision, precision that he had in narrating a hadith. Because not just that he narrated the hadith itself, the, and the statement of the Messenger of Allah not just that he narrated the word for word hadith of the Messenger of Allah, but he also remembered and narrated the hay'ah of the hadith, yani the, uh, the, the manner of the hadith and the manner of how it was narrated. Huh? He even remembered that the Messenger of Allah, for this particular statement, took me by the shoulder. Look at the precision and that sharpness in, 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 in his memory. And it's mentioned, and it's mentioned as a benefit, it's mentioned that the age of Abdullah ibn Umar, when hearing this hadith, he was 12 years old. 12 years old. Hmm? Naam, and so it shows to us the dhat of Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma. Naam, his precision. Kun fi dunya Be in this world as though you are a, a, a stranger. Or abr sabil Or a wayfarer. The stranger, the stranger is the one who passes through uh, a, a land or a dwelling place and he resides there for a, a short period, but he's a stranger. So he's not a muqim, he's not a resident, he's a stranger. However, yajlis, and he sits for a while. Hmm? He sits for a while. So we're going to see the difference between the gharib and the abr sabil. So the Prophet said, be in this world as though you're a stranger or a traveler. The stranger is the one who, yani he passes by a city or a town and he stops and he rests for a while. Yajlis. Gharib lakin yajlis. He's a stranger but he's able to rest and he sits for a while. As for the Abr uh, Sabir, the traveler, and the scholars they mention that the traveler is better. Why? Because the traveler, laijlis, the traveler doesn't sit. He's traveling. He's always, he's on, he's walking. He's, he's on his journey. He doesn't, he doesn't sit. Huh? And so some of the scholars they mention that here in this hadith, kun fi dunya kaniqarib or Abr Sabir, be in this world as though you're stranger, as though you're a stranger, a stranger or a traveler. That the meaning uh, is dunya Be in this world as though you're a stranger But as we said, according to some scholars Which one is better? The traveler, the one who came The one that the Messenger of Allah mentioned after Oh, Abr Sabir, the traveler So some scholars, they said That the word that separates These two individuals the stranger, the Qareeb, and the traveler, the Abr Sabil, the word that comes between them is which word in Arabic? O, oh. oh, which means what in English? Or. Oh. Sounds similar as well. O, or. Tayyab. So, kun fi dunya ka'annaka Qareeb, O, Abr Sabil. Be in this world as though you're a stranger, or a traveler. Some of the scholars there mention that the meaning of O oh here is bal, rather. Sometimes in the Arabic language, some uh, words, and specifically prepositions, prepositions, come, yani a preposition will be used, but it means a different preposition. And so, for example, uh, the saying of, 
Allah SWT, uh, as he writes to Fir'aun, that he said, وَلَأُسَلِّبَنَّكُمْ فِي جُذُوعِ النَّخْلِ And I, I, we shall indeed, I shall indeed slaughter you فِي جُذُوعِ النَّخْلِ And on, in, fi, the preposition fi was used, fi, which means in, in the trunks of date palm trees. Yeah? But the scholars, they mention that the meaning of fi here is ala. The meaning in reality of fi here is ala, on. Now, I, shall slaughter, I shall slaughter you on the trunks of date palm trees. Now, and so similar, similar, similar to this, the meaning of o here is bal. So then that gives the meaning of be in this world as though you're a stranger, rather be as a traveler because he's better. And so an example uh, in the Quran, as some of the uh, recites, the recites of the Quran and the imma of uh, tafsir and so on. They said, just to give an example of "aw" with the meaning uh, "o" with the meaning of "bal" um, in Surah Safat, where Allah mentions about Yunus alayhi salam, uh, and then Allah He mentions "wa arsalnahu ila mi'at alfin yazidun," and we sent him to mi'at alf, a hundred thousand people. Oh Yazidun. So if we translate O oh with yani the origin, it means hmm, or more. We sent him we sent him to a hundred thousand people or more. Some of the scholars they said it means Bal. Bal Yazidun. Huh? That we sent him to a hundred thousand people, rather more. Now and so this is a benefit that some of the scholars they mention. Now uh, likewise, we took the hadith, the hadith uh, wherein uh, the messenger of Allah he said when he was asked, uh, uh, the, when the companion he asked, uh, inform me of an action by way of which the people will love, by way of which Allah will love me, and the people will love me. And so the messenger of Allah what did he say? Is hafid dunya, yuhibbakallah, yani abstain and refrain from the world, and from the worldly matters in the Dunyawi matters, Allah will love you. And abstain and refrain from that which is in the hands of the people, the possession of the people, the people will love you. Now, and the Messenger of Allah himself was, يعني, uh, he was the Imam of the Zuhad. He was the leader of the Zuhad and those who abstain from the dunya. As the Messenger of Allah he said uh, in that hadith, Mali walid dunya. Mali walid dunya. What is me, with me? Uh, and the dunya. I mean, what is the dunya to me? Ma ana fi dunya illa karakibin. I am not in this dunya, in this world, except like a rakib, a, right, uh, a rider, a rider on an animal. Istadalla tahta shajara, thumma raah, wa tarakaha. A rider who took shade under a tree, then he يعني, got up and left. Then he got up and left. Now, and as we mentioned also previously, uh, Amr ibn Khattab, when he entered upon the Messenger of Allah and he saw him in the state that he was, يعني, he was sleeping on يعني, uh, bed rest which يعني, was harsh upon him. Hmm? To the point where you could see the marks on his side. And were, he wasn't wearing except for izar, يعني, a lower garment. 
And then Umar, he began to cry. And then the messenger of Allah said, what is it that, 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 that makes you cry? And he said that you are the best of Allah's creation. And you are the messenger of Allah. You're in this state. And the kings of the world, they have everything. And so then the messenger of Allah, he said, Afi shakkin, ya ibn Khattab. Are you in doubt, O oh, uh, son of Al-Khattab? Ama tarda an takuna lahum al-dunya walana al-akhirah. Yani, are you not pleased that for them is the dunya and for us is the akhirah? Naam. And so this hadith, ayyul ikhwa, uh, is a hadith uh, which encourages an individual to uh, يعني, work for the hereafter, not to be deceived by the life of this world, and يعني, to have that, uh, and to يعني, uh, cut short, and to, uh, يعني, for, an, for an individual to um, يعني, get rid of that, that hope that he continues to have, that long hope that he has that يعني, I will be in this dunya for a, while, for, for a long time and have enough time. Hmm? يعني, and a person يعني, is deceived by the life of this world. And so he uh, lives a life of sin and he, continue, he continues to delay uh, the righteous actions and so on, um, thinking that he has time. So this hadith in reality uh, encourages a person يعني, to live in this manner and to remember يعني, the, the uh, short duration of this life. Naam. And as some of the salaf would say, لَعَلَّكَ تُبِيتْ مِنْ أَحْلِ الدُّنْيَا So if you go back to uh, the hadith itself, after the statement of the Messenger Wasallam, then Abdullah ibn Amr would say, if you reach the evening, don't expect to reach the morning. And so here we have, immediately after this hadith, we have the statement of Abdullah ibn Amr. Here Abdullah ibn Amr then would narrate to his companions and to those with him. After narrating the hadith, he would then guide them to that which would uh, يعني, uh, make them carry out that which is within this, within this hadith and cause them to be like a stranger and cause them to be like a traveler. How is that? That is, that a person, if he reaches the, mor- the, the evening, don't expect to reach the morning. And if he reaches the morning, don't expect to reach the evening. So he would act upon it himself and then guide others to that. Now, and explain that to others. Now, and so some of the Salaf would say, uh, perhaps you may sleep and you're from the people of this world uh, and you wake up um, in the morning and you wake up in the morning and you're from the, from the people of the akhirah and you die in your sleep now and we have also uh يعني the hadith of the Messenger of Allah when he said that a person he shouldn't sleep he shouldn't sleep except illa wa inda ra'si he shouldn't sleep except that his wasiyah and his will is by his head Naam. so a person he uh, is encouraged by way of this hadith that a person he remembers the uh, short duration of this life the short lifespan uh, of the people in this in this world, and so a person he lives according to that. He lives in this world as a stranger. If indeed, that's all we are. Indeed, you shall go from uh, stage to stage. This is just a stage from the stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the womb into this world, from this world into the grave, from the grave 
to the standing, from the standing, across the bridge, from the, uh, and then across the bridge, but in the light ta'ala, for the believers uh, into paradise, and for the disbelievers into the fire, and so stage after stage after stage, and this is just a stage. And so a person is constantly traveling. And so this hadith that you is a is a tremendous hadith, hadith, uh, uh, in reality, uh, would require much more time to take more benefits uh, from it, uh, but we'll suffice with that. Um, and next week, being the Taala, uh, we will uh, attempt to finish uh, the forty-one, the forty-first uh, hadith and the forty-second hadith, being the Taala. هذا وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين